In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. But first of all, I want to thank people for the Easter cards and gifts that you gave to me. And I'm going to celebrate Mass for you, for all that you've done for me. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I'm reading from the Acts of the Apostles, the first chapter. In thy first book, Theophilus, the first book is Luke. Luke is writing the Acts. Theophilus means lover of God. So we don't know if it's a person or to all of us. So you are lover of God, you're Theophilus. I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven. From the beginning about the her, Jesus being formed in the womb, brought forth at the manger, was 12 years old and was confounding the doctors in the temple. He spoke about that and then all the miracles. Remember, Luke was a physician and he loves miracles. I do too. The day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions to the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So for 40 days he preached about the kingdom of God. But you see, the people are still thinking about politics. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. That's the Holy Spirit. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is so important that people be baptized in the Holy Spirit. John the uh, Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but one coming after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. How we need that baptism of the Holy Spirit. How we need that baptism of fire. It's not something that's, well, I, I don't think I need it. We're desperate for it. We're desperate for it because without the baptism of the Spirit, you don't know what you're doing. You're not ministering well. That baptism of the Spirit is given to us so that we can minister the Word of God to people. But you say, I'm not a priest. You don't have to be a priest. You have to be a disciple who sits at the feet of Jesus. That's what you have to be, a disciple. Jesus sent out the 72, and they came back. They did signs, wonders, and miracles, not by might or power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. As we are baptized in the Holy Spirit and the fire of God, suddenly the anointing begins to come onto your life. And you begin to do the works that Jesus did. And this morning when we were reading the breviary, it said, what did it say? It says, 
to Jesus as the Father sent Jesus out into this world. So Jesus sends you out into this world. You know, it's only by the Holy Spirit can we know Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the incarnate love of God. It empowers us. It sanctifies us. It glorifies Jesus through our lives. It gives us the ability to connect with Jesus who connects us to the Father. The Holy Spirit, he is the comforter. He is the truth. You know, we look for so many other ways to be comforted in this life. But the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is the comforter. When the fire of God comes upon you, it begins to melt out everything of the world. It gives you boldness. And one little spark will set you aflame. The thing about fire is if there's a little spark of fire, it can, can, it can set a whole forest ablaze. And that's what Jesus wants you to do. Just one little spark of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to set you ablaze. So then you can go out and set everyone else ablaze. You know, Jesus blesses us so that we become a blessing for others. Jesus saves us. So he uses us to save others. Jesus is the one who saves, but he uses vessels. He uses humans. Jesus is the one who heals, but he uses vessels. He wants to use you so his healing power works through you. So you bring people into the kingdom. You bring people into salvation. But without the Holy Spirit, we're just trying to figure it out on our own. But with the Holy Spirit, that's God living in you, God living through you. You know what to say, when to say it. You know how to live. You know how to be freed of your sins. The Holy Spirit gives you the grace to surrender. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that we receive power when it comes upon us. We just release the fire of God upon everyone listening. The, when you are ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire is when you are ready to surrender every area of your life to Jesus. When you are ready to surrender everything to the Lord, that is when he comes with power and fire into your life. Yesterday, I had a problem with my back, sciatic, and it was really terrible. Anthony prayed for me, and today... It's a level two. It was a level 12 yesterday. So God is healing me through the prayers of Anthony. Thank you, Jesus. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel politics? They want to know about politics. He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority. Acts 1.8, this summarizes the whole book of Acts. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and throughout all the ends of the earth. Now who's speaking? Jesus. I remember when I had some Jehovah Witnesses, and I had them read Acts 1.8, and I said, who's speaking? They said, Jesus. I said, who's witnesses? They wouldn't answer me. Jesus is the witness. We witness to Jesus. They wouldn't answer me. I said, come on, you're not being true. Who's speaking, Jesus? Who's witnesses? They wouldn't answer me. But I continue to say, 
It's Jesus Christ that we are witnesses of him in the power of the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power, dynamos, oh. dynamite, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and throughout all the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up with the cloud, took him out of their sight. What's the cloud? It's the cloud of glory. It wasn't a cumulonimbus cloud. It was the cloud of glory. Just like what followed them in, uh, at, in the Old Testament, Exodus. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They're angels. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand up looking toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go to heaven. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The problem with the church is that we do not know the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power of the problem with the church. We know the power of the sacraments, and that's wonderful. But the power of the Spirit, whenever I see priests in procession, I say, I wonder how many of them know the power of the Holy Spirit. It changes people's ministry. It changes people's ministry. We go from creating clubs to creating the church. This is real. This is real. The Holy Spirit wants to create the church in our midst with Jesus Christ as the crucified, risen Lord and the Holy Spirit who fills us. Oh, yes, not programs. Programs don't work. We've been doing programs for hundreds of years. They don't work. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to do, not what I want to do, what he wants to do. And when we hear what he wants to do, we just do it in the name of Jesus. This is all that happens. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and throughout all the ends of the earth. It's only the Holy Spirit that empowers and emboldens us as Christians. But like Father Tom said, we ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to do. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit has a personality. We can grieve the Holy Spirit by not being sensitive to Him, by not connecting to Him, by ignoring Him. But we can also let the Holy Spirit inflame within you and into your life. It's not by might or by power. It's by the Holy Spirit. See, when you have a sin that you can't get out of your life, when you feel stuck or stagnant, when you feel oppression over your life, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that sets you free, that catapults your life, that allows you to do miracles. We see in the Bible, the apostles, they walked with Jesus for three years every day. They did miracles as they, Jesus sent them out. They saw Jesus do miracles. But as Jesus went to the cross, they all ran they all cowered away they didn't have the holy spirit within them to embolden them and to enliven them to the truths of christianity but suddenly on the day of pentecost 
when they were all in one accord with Mary, the mother of God, in the upper room, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit breathed on them, and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, then all of a sudden, Jesus Christ lived within them through the power of the Holy Spirit, and they went out, and they boldly preached the word. The per- the perfect love of God drives out all fear. That's what the Holy Spirit is. They rejoiced in being persecuted. They, they became alive in the Spirit, and that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do for you even today, even right now. He wants to enliven you. One of my favorite parts about the Holy Spirit is he makes life exciting. He makes life exciting. Life is so exciting, a life surrendered to Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. You never know what the Holy Spirit, what Jesus is going to bring to you next, what person he's going to bring in front of you, what person that may need healing, redemption, salvation, and you just say in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I release this anointing. I release the fire, the love, the joy, the peace of God. And through through the Holy Spirit, all things are possible. You know, Satan Con is coming up in Boston next week. And I'm excited because we're going to go there. You know, a lot of people said they don't want you to go out there to protest. I said, I'm not protesting anything. I'm going out there to win souls, to cast out demons, to let the Holy Spirit reign and let the kingdom of God come upon earth. Because when the Holy Spirit is in you, you begin to radiate Christ. When the Holy Spirit has taken control of your life, then Jesus used you to do miracles. And greater is in you than anything in the world. The same Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead resides within you today. Not me, not Father Tom only, but within you. And when we have the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, as it speaks about in the book of Ephesians, because we receive the Holy Spirit, but we need to be have revelation of the truths of God and that the Holy Spirit's within us so it can expand and His power can expand. And we can surrender to deeper and deeper levels of God's glory. You know, when we pray, when I pray for miracles and, and wonders and, a, and, and people to be saved, I know that the problem when miracles don't occur, the problem is never on this side of heaven. The issue is never with the power of God. So I ask God, what do I need to do? How do you need to take me deeper? What in me do you need to refine? What do I need to, to surrender to you today, Lord, so that the Holy Spirit can have total, total providence over my life and you can use me in a more powerful way jesus because you know all we all god wants is our total surrender he's a good father and we are his children and a good father gives their children blessings and gifts he wants to bless you so you can be a blessing for everyone you come across today but will you let jesus do that today to you by surrendering to the holy spirit Today, when we were praying the office, one of the uh, antiphons was, Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. This whole experience of surrender, 100% surrender, you see God working through you, to you, and for you. I received a call yesterday, and I I felt touched by the call, and I called back, 
and told them that we're going to minister to that person because the Holy Spirit was bidding me. Don't just hang up on the person. Don't just pray for the person. That person needs to be ministered to. So I said, we'll minister to this person. And the mother was so grateful, so grateful. You see, the power of God is for you, for you, for you, for you. The power of God is for you, not only for me, not only for Anthony, not only for Jessica, but the power of God is for you, and you need to come to it. Today I received a call from, uh, a card from Gloria, I just read it, and she says, I want to thank you that every day I learn more and more how to walk in the Spirit, Amen. more and more how to know God, more and more how to love God. I want to thank you. This is what the radio program does, that people would come to know, love, and serve God. This is what we're all about, and we need to preach surrender. I command surrender in my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I was going to be ordained a priest, they call out your name, so they called out my name, and I answered, Here I am, Lord, I come to do thy will. You're supposed to answer present. But I didn't. I said, Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. This is real. The will of God in the Holy Spirit is exciting. The will of God in the Holy Spirit is powerful. The will of God in the Holy Spirit does things that we cannot do. Now, I was suffering with my back yesterday to the nth degree I was sitting on a chair for two hours and my back and my sciatic nerve was terrible I needed two people to help me walk out of the restaurant but Anthony prayed and he rebuked the devil and rebuked the sickness and right away it was from, went from 10 or from 8 to 4 right away and this morning it's still there, but probably one, not even two, because of prayer, because of the Holy Spirit, because of the power of God. This is real. This is real. We're not talking fairy tales. Jesus is raised from the dead. This is real. He is real. This is not a story. This is the reality. Our Lord Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and was raised from the dead again by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is real. How much more can I explain it? The resurrection is not a story. The resurrection is a fact that Jesus Christ conquered sin, death, and the devil on the cross and in the power of the resurrection. Surrender to God and he will do everything for you. Amen. And this is how we do it. Because God's will is not even Father Tom to be at a one. It's for him to be at zero. So we command Father in Jesus' name. I command every spirit of sciatica to leave Father Tom now by the power of the Holy Spirit. We release divine healing. We release in Jesus' mighty name the anointing to come upon Father's back. And I command every spirit of sciatica, every spirit of pain, 
to leave now in Jesus' mighty name. Do you see how simple it is? God has not only vested me with his power. He vested you. I'm not a priest. I was just a sinner, a bad sinner, who got caught, caught up in the glory of God, who got caught up by the love of God. And the thing is, Jesus wants to catch you up. He wants you to get caught up in the heavenly realms, in the angelic realms. He wants you to come into your destiny and inheritance. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. That means the Lord already knows your future. And he's looking to walk you right into your future by the surrender you carry. We're going to pray for you now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, I command every spirit of fear to leave you now. I command every spirit of anxiety and depression to go in Jesus' name. Every spirit of lack or poverty, I command you to leave my brother and sister. I break the power. I command you to go back to hell where you came from. And right now, I loose a divine life. I speak freedom over every area of your life. Freedom over your mind, freedom over your body, freedom over your finances, freedom over your emotions. In Jesus' name, I release the anointing that breaks all the yoke. St. Paul said, I did not come preaching wise and persuasive words, but I came with the power of God. It's only the power of God that sets us free. It's the power of God that enlivens us. It's the power of God that lets allows you to walk into your destiny and walk fully alive in the Holy Spirit like God created you to walk in. The only prayer he gave us is on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus has a life of heaven on earth for you, but it comes through the power of God. So, Father, we release in Jesus' name this power of God to come upon everyone listening. The anointing is not taught, it is caught. It is not taught, it is caught. So as Father prays for you right now, just catch it. Because God is outside space and time. And he, you catch the anointing. Lord, you said how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Much more. So we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, for the wonderful gift of the Spirit that would come upon all the believers that are listening right now. Open your hands to receive it. In the name of Jesus, we ask, Father, for the glory of God to surround these people, to surround these people, to fill these people up. Glory of God, come upon your people. Come upon your people. No more do they have a lack. They have everything they need in the name of Jesus. No more lack, but everything they need in the name of Jesus. What do you need today? He's going to give it to you. What do you need today? He's going to give it to you. Spiritually, you need the Holy Spirit, and he gives it to you, but you've got to receive it. You know, many denominations do not believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Many Baptists do not believe in the gifts of the Spirit. But yet they're real. They're real. The gift of power, the gift of tongues, the gift of healing. All these wonderful gifts. I remember Dr. Grandy used to come to my house because I was sick, and he had a little bag that he would use to help me. His bag was a healing bag. We have a healing bag in the Holy Spirit. 
We have a healing bag in the Holy Spirit. He wants to do something for you. He wants to do something to you. He wants to do something through you. It's not only for you, but it's for the people around you, how they need God, how they need the Holy Spirit. This is real. This is not a fable. This is real. This is as real as the nose on my face, and that's quite real, I'll tell you, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, he didn't, he didn't come upon earth, die, resurrect from the dead for a powerless gospel. Christians mean little Christ. As Jesus walked in the world, so are you. I don't know how anyone could not believe in the gifts. As Jesus said, everything you will do, everything I did in this world, you will do and more. He has vested you with power. He had vested you with abundant life in every area of your life. Jesus wants you to walk in victory in each and every area of your life. He wants no residue of the enemy or any any death within you. He wants to make you fully alive. And we do this by full faith, full belief, full surrender. Jesus says, "My the Bible says, My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That Jesus has a glorious destiny, a glorious future for you. Right now, there are people you're being touched. God is blessing you with the gift of tears. When we cry, it's such a gift because for the new to come, the old needs to leave. There's people being healed of digestive issues, anxiety that they hold in the stomach. I see a hot, irregular heartbeat being healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. There are people being healed of migraines and insomnia. Father, you have anything? People are being healed in their knees. People are being healed in their hips. People are being healed in their necks in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, these are the things that happen as we pray in the name of Jesus. These are the things that happen because of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that bring us to Christ. You know, when someone experiences a miracle, they don't only experience something physical. They experience something spiritual. And God draws them to himself, not only through the miracle, but through the experience of the Holy Spirit. So be filled with the Spirit now in Jesus' name. God bless you. In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo.